Aya, welcome to the Christians in Sport podcast. Uh, my name is Graham Daniels, and I'm spending some time today with ex-professional footballer Linvoy Primus and ex oh you're all exes ex Olympic rower Debbie Flood. Here's the issue today: Why should Christian athletes at the top level get stuck into church? Why is meeting together with other Christians so important? Huge dilemma because elite sport means travel, training, people knowing who you are and bothering you. And church can go on to the back shelf. That's what we're going to address today in the Christians in Sport podcast. We're going to get stuck in a bit like this. We've got an interview with Neil Lowe, a Paralympic South African runner. Neil was at the top of his trade. And in one of our interviews in a previous series of the Christians in Sport podcast, we said to Neil, why was church so important to you as a top runner? And this is what he had to say. It was always important for me to be an active member in a local church. And I also... I always had the support and the sort of spiritual family, let's call it, of of people who were really involved in my life personally. And it it was not uh, only a structure, but it was the body of Christ in motion. And and I think the fact that I had a a small group of 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 people, let's say accountability groups, uh, assisted in for me to 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 be just to, to, to be prepared and, and to, to stay focused and to really uh, be, uh, to make a difference at the end uh, wherever, I, wherever I go and, and where, wherever I was involved. It sounds as if it was massively important uh, to Neil Lowe to be stuck into church and to have community around him from Christians. How did that pan out in your career, Debbie? Yeah, for me, I moved away from home when I was 18 to um, go down south and train full time. And being, tra- you know, transferred really to a, a local church there was just such a blessing. You know, immediately I had church family around me. They took me under their wing as a youngster, uh, both, you know, in the service, but also during the week, you know, looking out, looking out for me, looking after me, not just caring about how I was doing as a sports person, but actually about me about how I was really doing, how, you know, how my relationship with, um, with God was, how I was, um, how I was doing. So for me, the mutual encouragement, um, was just so important, so important. And there's something about, you know, your Christian family and that godly wisdom that they bring, you know, always drawing you back to, uh, God's word and challenging you, uh, on how you're thinking, how you're feeling on your behavior, but also just, just loving you and being a family. Lynn, uh, becoming a follower of Jesus in your middle to late twenties as an elite footballer, and going along to church, how much of a help did you find it? And were there any difficulties you faced? How much of a help was it? Uh, it, was, it was amazing for us as a family um, because for seven or eight years, we found it hard to trust anybody. So when we, we, we were introduced to this church, 
you know, they didn't see the footballer. They oh, wait, just unpack that then before oh, you sorry. get to it. No, okay. no, just unpack that. That's yeah. really helpful. Yeah. What do you mean before you started going to church, mm. you as a family couldn't it, trust people? What right. is that all about? Well, the leading up into, for the, well, those six years, six or seven years, where we were trying to establish friendships in our community, uh, but because of the the title footballer, people come into our lives because of they felt they could get something from us. So we ended up putting the shutters up. We didn't allow anybody into our lives and we became very lonely. So when we moved to, to Portsmouth and, uh, and we started to go to this church, my guard was up, it really was up. And, and what we realized very, very early on was they didn't care that I played football probably because they're all Southampton fans because the church was in <laughs> Southampton. <laughs> but uh, no, they didn't care about football. It was um, my wife, my children, then me. And it was all about God. It was all about Jesus. And um, so that experience for us, it was a, a, at first it was like, oh, do they want something from us? You know, they're too nice. But this grew and grew. And, you know, it, it was an amazing church family for us. And, and it allowed us to, for the first time in 10 years, being outside of London, actually feeling like we belong somewhere, and uh, and that gave us a you know our stability and allowed us to to grow as a as a Christian family, but within that Christian uh, in, within that church. Debbie, your story therefore is going to be different to that because you're younger than Linvoy, mm -hmm. you're on your way to being established as an elite athlete when you go south and join a church. I don't imagine that many of your peers who were rowing with you were hanging out in places where there were small kids and very old people, people who knew nothing about sport. H how advantageous was that mix of community to you? Oh, it just gave a real, a real kind of community life um, to me. You know, I moved from home. I knew no one. I had no friends, no family down south. So, you know, joining a local church was instantly a family, a community of people around me that cared about me and that took me under their wing. You know, I was 18 at the time. And, you know, it could have been a very lonely place, but actually being involved in the church was just immediate, like I say, immediate family and a real perspective on in life as well. You know, with rowing taking over so much of your time and so many of your kind of thought processes, not just about your training, it's about your nutrition, it's about your sleeping, it's about recovery, it's everything. Actually, just having normality of life and other people around you to talk about other things and to talk about not just, you know, the sports, that w the sports world and things that were going on there, but actually just normal things and asking how I was doing and, you know, feeding me. And, you know, it was just, it was wonderful. At Christians in Sport, we'll say to our athletes, make sure you get stuck into church because the encouragement from other people and your chance to give away to other people and encourage them is what happens at church. We also say go to a church where somebody explains the Bible in such a way that it actually makes a difference to your life Monday to Saturday. How does that work or how did it work for you when there's kids at church, there's old people at church, there's sports people, there's people who work at schools or collect the bins or work in an office somewhere. All these people hear the Bible teaching. How can that apply to a sports person? Yeah, well, I was, I was really fortunate. So 
you'd have your 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 Sunday service, you'd hear the sermon, and you know, and I'd I'd hear things from that and think, well, what does that actually mean? You know, what? How can I apply that to my life? But the, at the football club, we had a chaplain who was a former player, and uh, we'd used we used to meet up once a week, and and I I talked to him about the things I'd heard on the Sunday, and he said, well, Lynn, let's look through it again. Let's let's ch- let's check where you, what you think where you think uh, what you think it means. Let's have a look at it, and then we'll, we'll put it back into the football context. And that was so helpful, so so helpful. It what it done it allowed me to see that. My whole life, um, football, uh, father, husband, that the Bible was speaking to everything. And it wasn't just secretly going to church on Sunday and just living it on the Sunday morning. It was actually coming into my training, into my matches, into the way I spoke to my teammates, how I played against my, uh, my opponents. And he just grounded it for me. So I, I, I was I was really fortunate. I had my main church Sunday, but I had my little group on uh, midweek. And there was a couple of footballers that went to that as well. So that really allowed me, it, it gave me context for the life that I was living uh, on the on the football pitch and the training pitch. Uh, and Debbie, uh, last reflection on, on Neil Lowe's comments where he talks about how critical it was for him just to go to church and just stop sometimes and, and think about life. I'm assuming as well in the life of a top-level athlete with massive competition for places in the boat as a rower, there must be something just simply precious about an hour or two on a Sunday where you just try and stop. Definitely, you know, it's a precious, it's precious time just being able to stop and, you know, be around others, you know, worshipping God you know, hearing from the front, but also just singing in community together as well, you know, just really worshipping him and sharing that together. There's something really precious about that and just being able to switch off from the rowing and, you know, have time that is away from that. It just reminds you of, you know, great perspective on life and actually, you know, what a blessing it is to be able to be around other believers and to be around um, others that you can really share life with, not just on, on the Sundays, but also, you know, getting together with and really just speaking of life and challenges and being able to pray together and being able to encourage each other to challenge each other and you know I was even though I was only in the country for two-thirds of the year you know we would be away on training camps be away competing for a third of the year I mean I knew that when I was away my church family would be praying for me they'd be thinking of me um Christians in sport drew alongside me at the time as well so we'd be meeting up doing regular bible studies and um how to have things to do on training camps um, also really fortunate to have one other Christian in, in my team, um, in the rowing team. So when we were away, we would make time to meet up, even if it was just to go for a walk and to pray together uh, for situations or for teammates and just in our in our witness, uh, you know, for Jesus in bringing others to, to know him more. So just being able to share that, even with one other person while I was away, was just, you know, really precious. Well, let's move on to the second of our three interviews uh, when we look at the importance of church, of meeting together and encouraging each other as Christians. Anna Flynn, Flinny, uh, was an England rugby international. And we're going to hear a clip from Flinny's interview in the Christians in Sport podcast series where she talks about being a young person and finding, or her parents finding a way to ensure that she got the richness of meeting together with other people at church and play a sport. Debbie Floods just said she's away a third of the year 
and yet her church supported her. In top-level sport, you've got to be so adaptable, and yet you've got to be really committed to wanting to meet with other people. Watch how Flinney's parents helped her establish the importance of church and competitiveness. Well, I was very fortunate. I grew up in a loving Christian family. Um, my parents were from a Catholic tradition, but very committed to the Christian way of life. And every Sunday, we would go to church as a family. But what I realise now was quite extraordinary, which at the time just seemed normal to us. We, they made sure we fitted church in as well as our sport commitment. So many rugby's was on a Sunday morning. So when there were three of us, my, myself and my two older brothers, who were all playing mini rugby, we would go to the 8 o'clock church service on a Sunday morning in our tracksuits with a rugby kit underneath. And that would then allow us to go home, grab some porridge breakfast, and then out the door straight to the rugby club in time for a 10 o'clock start. So my parents were prepared to make space for both things on a Sunday morning. Of course, I realise now that's quite a big deal when you've got four kids. So that's Anna Flynn as a young person with her parents being really committed to allowing her to worship God with the gifts that he had given her in sport and to worship him together with other people in Christian community by attending church. You intimated the difficulty when you're away from church so often. So just go back to that. How have you managed to combine meeting together with other Christians when the demands on your weekends and time are so huge? Yeah, even from a young age, I was often away on Sundays competing before I came to rowing in the judo and in other sports. But my, my parents were very, uh, you know, they encouraged me and got me to go in part of the youth groups. So even when, before I came to rowing, I was part of our youth group, which met in the week. And, you know, being able to share together with people of my own age as well in our youth group was something that I... I just learnt to value and saw the value of as I was growing up. So when I moved away from home, um, you know, my, my actually it was my youth group that rang all the churches in Reading and got me plugged into a church in Reading. Uh, and then I, I just knew by that point the value of meeting with other Christians. So I made sure that I put that in place because that's something that I'd kind of developed and seen the, the value of as I was a youngster. Would it be fair, Lynn, and it could be unfair, but would it be fair to say, not quite as difficult, sports-wise, because a footballer lives in the same place as it were, to actually find a church and get stuck into it. Or is it quite difficult when you move clubs? Yeah, I think the I think when you move clubs, there's a difficulty, and I, I've not experienced that myself because I've stayed in the area for quite a long time. But there's a number of footballers who say that they've been into the, into church and they become the focus of worship, and then they end up withdrawing because of it and they and they feel that you know the reason they're there is to worship is to you know to to be part of a family so it's finding for those guys it's finding the the right place for them it is you know we're not trying to be bespoke and say well this is going to be the perfect fit because nothing's the perfect fit um but there's definitely a case where some of the guys have been a little bit reluctant to go into to a certain place but the reality of that um for one guy in particular was he tried a few churches and when he found the church he knew he just knew and he he just he felt at home straight away and that's a good thing but we were quite well connected around the country as christians in in sport to be able to to say well there's there's a couple of churches here where we know people that are leading it you can try there and so we don't say right go there try it and uh, and so that's very helpful. And the profile of all you know uh, most sports people now is it, it, is quite high, and they are recognised. And there is a difficulty of that. 
but um but what we try to encourage is don't shy away from church don't sh shy away from that community uh because you know those those when they're praying for you you know they they value you as a person when you're not in church all the time they're not judging you because you're not in church they understand the 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 job you do and the, the sport you do and the, the time it takes and they'll be praying for you but if you're on your own it can be a, a lot more difficult so uh, we really try and encourage them to to get into church so there are there are a few stories where players have found it difficult yeah and I, I think I, I want to come back to to you Lynn on this one I, I can well imagine that however good the church you're in is and you're treated as you the sportswoman the sportsman but really as a person inevitably if you've had a shocker mm -hmm. in a championship or in a game on a Saturday it must be human nature mustn't it to want to avoid seeing people has that crossed your paths yep <laughs> i've um you know i've woke up sunday morning thinking oh no match of the day last night yes they scored another couple of goals against us we're near the bottom of the league they're gonna ask me they're gonna but i just think you know what they're gonna whatever happens they're gonna ask me anyway just <laughs> just hold your hand up yeah bad day at the office and uh, walk in. And to be fair, my wife protected me a bit. She'd go, that's it, Alf, no more questions. Yeah. And to be fair, pastors would say that as well. They're like, guys, look, they're here for this. You yeah. know, football can wait. You know, we're here for... Good. The, so they're really good. And they did, you know, put the, the guard up as well. But yeah, the, if life was perfect, it would be great. You'd walk into church, everyone's smiley, happy, but it's not. And the difference is your your results are seen for you know out there for everyone to see so uh and it takes someone with quite a strong character to to go in even if they've had a a bad day but then it's the bigger picture is it about that result is it about your pride or is it about god and uh, and that sunday morning is about meeting your church family and yeah just enjoying that time Let's go on to Darren Moore then, because I, I think as we draw this podcast to a close, uh, Debbie's already touched on this. There is something about acknowledging that a high-level athlete has unique issues they face, like the fact that often people know exactly how you've performed. And it would be almost impossible uh, not to be asked about winning or losing yesterday. That's why Christians in sport, whilst we are absolutely determined to help the athletes we meet find a church where they're treated as a human being first and an athlete second, Christians in sport does try and find ways of serving Christian athletes to help land as your chaplain did, Lynn, or as Christians in sport would have done with you, Debbie, when you're on training camp, ways to contextualize when you can't be at church how the Christian life works for you. Darren Moore, uh, who works at West Bromwich Albion now and played professional football for many years, comments on the way that periodically we pull footballers together in the Midlands to help drive home what it is to be a footballer and a Christian. Here's Moro. My, my thing is to revert to what brought me to know the the Lord Jesus and it's doing it's applying the same uh, principles here in in the Midlands it's recognizing who they are 
letting them know that um, help is at hand, letting them know that together we can support each other. It's letting them know, getting together every so often throughout the, 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 the calendar month and just having group chats. And the technology now is great, great that in terms of the, the phones and the, the WhatsApps and the you're able to then um, exchange numbers and keep in more frequent con contact. So so those are the, 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 the things and the principles that I'm doing. And then not only that, but some of the players, they'll be playing against each other through the, through the football season. So it'd be great for them to, to see, each, uh, see each other or, or touch base and contact without it being a, a group. It can be individual, it can, it can be as a, as a couple, it can be small groups. Um, and, and it's great that sometimes when players are travelling away from home with teams and they're playing against a so-called um, um, other team with, with, with Christian brothers in, it might mean that they can meet up at the hotels and, and have a quick chat or before the game. Or So I think that's been really, really good. And it's really good that sometimes in an, in an industry where it demands success and it's all about the result, 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 results, um, that through through it all, there's that support because not all of us will sometimes at the time be at the top end of the game. So it's great that um, that you can help uh, individuals or groups of players uh, recognise this and support each other. So uh, Flinny talked about the way her parents were adaptable but managed to get her competing and at church on Sundays. But all of us know uh, that inevitably... Uh, you're not always there. It's, it's been intimidated at by both of you thus far in the interview, Debbie particularly, uh, away a third of the year. What do you do when you can't be at church because you're away with a club, a pre-season tour, or you're away training, Deb? What do you do? Yeah, I mean, for me as a youngster, you know, I was really plugged into our, our youth group, which was fantastic. But as an adult, when I was away on training camp or competing, um, it was really important to know that my church were praying for me when I was away. They were in contact with me. I had a prayer partner who would be messaging me and seeing how I was getting on and, um, you know, asking me how I was doing, but also challenging me in, you know, was I getting stuck into God's word? Was I getting into my Bible and, you know, having, you know, it's about a personal relationship with, with Jesus, isn't it? And we can do that anywhere we are, anytime. So you're not missing that, but it's having people around you encouraging you. And, you know, one blessing was that what, there was another Christian on my team. So actually for us just to catch up every few days, even just to go for a walk and to be praying together or to be sharing life together um, was really precious and really valuable time. And, you know, before I had a, another person on the team who was a Christian, you know, it was committing to be praying with my teammates and being encouraged by those, even, even if it was through text or through email. Lynn, how has that panned out for you? Yeah, I was, um, again, with the chaplain, uh, would meet up once a week. And uh, if I, if he knew that I wasn't going to be in church on Sunday, I knew there was something else for, for me to look forward to during the week. We had a house group that used to meet at our house as well, which was great. Um, and um, they understood, our, uh, you know, our life. They were young, uh, around our age as well, which was really helpful. Young family, uh, young families. Um, and again, it wasn't. We didn't feel that if we missed Sunday, that that was it. Oh, we're going to struggle to the to the end of the following week. We had a couple of things that were going on during the week that we plugged into as well. In this regard, then, let me ask you one more question, and I'm going to ask it as if we've got people listening to this podcast who do lead churches. If you had one piece of advice each for church leaders about how to deal with well-known, 
high profile women and men who came to their church who were athletes what would the advice be i'd say for the that pastor that leader of that church to ask the best way they could serve uh, that sports person because we can you can have all the ideas but what does that sports person need you know if they're going to be away a lot do you want a, do you want bible study sent to you do you want to meet in a coffee shop um you know a couple of times a month so it's not onerous but just find out what the need might be and um and just get just get to know the person because most of the time those athletes just want to be treated normally they don't want to be special it might say oh they're going to get special uh, looked after specially but it's not that they're going to be looked after specially there is a need that they have that but ultimately you just want them to to feel part of the church even if they're not within that church building debbie yeah i mean i would agree with that really and and also just for them to be asking you know what can we be praying for you when you are away what can we be praying for you because you know when you tell someone a prayer request you're you're speaking of your life aren't you you're sharing yourself you're sharing your heart's desires and you're sharing your needs so actually in knowing what that person wants prayer for you're actually getting an insight into their life and you're getting to know them through asking them those kinds of questions top draw it's been brilliant having your company it's been just great listening to Neil Lowe, Anna Flynn, Debbie Flood and Linvoy Primus. All those four people have extended interviews in the Christians in Sport podcast. You can get it on iTunes or from the Christians in Sport website amongst lots of other interviews with people who understand what it is to be a Christian at top level sport. And if you're an athlete who wants to go to church but isn't, we can help you. Get in touch with us. Christiansinsport.org.uk We will do everything we can to help you. The Bible's pretty clear. The letter to the Hebrews says, Let us not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. Here's the deal. Every follower of Jesus needs to be encouraged and to encourage another person. That's what church does. It's so crucial to the Christian life. Get stuck in. See you soon on the next episode of the Christians in Sport podcast. See you later.